Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! Harp on Sports, the bar. Harp on Sports, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. If you haven't heard by now, I'll go through the whole rundown here. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, harponsports.com. Uh, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, along with Twitter. And there you go, the whole rigmarole. What do we have in store for you on this episode? Well, NFL preseason is here. The Bucks and the Jags both have one under their belt. Trevor Lawrence time, Tim Tebow time. What'd we learn? So that whole thing in a nutshell. Then we take a step back and Major League Baseball gave us one of the most memorable nights its sport has given us since when? Cal Ripken Jr. breaking Lou Gehrig's record. There have been some great moments. The Cubs winning the World Series. The Red Sox winning the World Series. I mean, we can go up and down the ladder over the years. Some of the great finishes in, in, in baseball. But what we got with Field of Dreams, I, I think, you know, think about the ratings. It's the highest rated baseball game, regular season baseball game that we've had in years. It's, it's, it was amazing what that gave us. And I have ideas for other sports to tap into that nostalgia. I do. I have, there's other sports that can do things similar. I spent a lot of time putting this together. I've got one for boxing. I've got another one for hockey. Hockey always does a great job with the game on New Year's Day. Basketball even has this opportunity. The one that's the toughest is football. But I think I have an idea for football. I I, I really do. So we're going to look at that as well. But let's start off with the NFL preseason. The Bucs and the Jaguars start off first with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What did you get? Didn't get much. Didn't get much. You got Kyle Trask, and he struggled a little bit. He struggled. And rookies tend to struggle. Tom Brady came out for a series. All right, starters out. Second squad comes in, third squad comes in, and Kyle Trask showed you why he was a late second round pick and is a project. He's a project. He can learn, and he's going to learn, and he's not ready for this yet. I don't even know if he's ready to be the backup yet. Now, what do you do? You almost carry three quarterbacks on the roster. This is where things start to get tricky for the Buccaneers. Most teams carry what? Two quarterbacks on a roster. Most teams do. The Bucs are going to carry three, it looks like. Blaine Gabbert will be Tom Brady's backup. Kyle Trask will be parked. And it, it reminds me a little bit, it's not the same, but it reminds me a little bit with what the Jaguars were going through when they had <laughs> Blake Bortles. They had Chad Henney, and then was it Brandon Allen from Arkansas? That they, they parked and they kept him there for a full year and they didn't know what to do. Can't put him on the practice squad. You put Kyle Trask in the practice squad, somebody's going to pick him up like that. So the Bucks have themselves three quarterbacks. That means another roster spot comes from somewhere. Where is it going to come from? Don't know. Don't know. But th- this is just a, it, it's an interesting situation that they find themselves in. Now, do I think Kyle Trask is going to beat out Blaine Gabbert for the backup role? No, I don't. Didn't look like it. Didn't look like it from where we were. And when they signed Blaine Gabbert, it kind of showed you where they're going to be with this. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If Blaine or Blaine Gabbard, if Kyle Trask finds himself in an almost identical situation to what Patrick Mahomes found himself in with Kansas City and what Carson Palmer found himself in with the Cincinnati Bengals, 
you're not playing all year. You're not going to play all year. You're not. We're going to park you. You're not going to play. You're not going to be active. We're just going to sit you there all year. So I, pay attention to that. Pay attention to what, at least from my initial gaze at it, he's going to get a couple preseason games in his belt. Can't put him on the practice squad. He's got to be on the roster. Got to be on the 53-man, right? So there you are with the Bucks. Brady played one series where you have six snaps. You can't tell a lot. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what the preseason is now. And now with three games as opposed to four, it's one less game. We didn't even have a preseason last year with the Bucks. So it, there's not a lot to tell when it comes to this, except that we saw what Kyle Trask did, and the answer wasn't a lot. And Fournette had a couple carries. But the whole point of this, keep everybody healthy, and you go from there. So there we are on that front. Uh, the Jaguars did play. Um, Trevor Lawrence had a series. Was he great? No. Took a couple of sacks, held the ball a little bit too long. Urban Meyer not very happy with the offense. Okay, well, the Bengals aren't a great team, but first-team defense, first-team offense, going at each other. Rookie quarterback, the game's quicker, and you could see Trevor Lawrence not quite ready for that. The game was a little bit quick on him. It's faster. It's big. That's why I always think it's so ridiculous and absurd when somebody thinks that a college team can beat an NFL team. It's just absurd and it's just nonsense and it's nonsense from the get. And anytime anybody says that you can just pretty much chalk them up to not getting it. And you saw that firsthand Trevor Lawrence, a little bit of a deer in the headlights when it comes to a, a couple of snaps in there. And that's what the, that there's an example of a guy that needs a preseason. Trevor Lawrence is going to need a couple more preseason games under his belt. He just is. There's no quarterback competition. If there's any, if there was any doubt on that, you got to see that Jaguar fans. There's no quarterback competition here. It's not even close. It's not even close. And Gardner Minshew proved that he's a a decent backup. And the propensity to try to move him and trade him and get rid of him. You got a backup quarterback that's got, what, 20 starts under his belt? How many teams in the NFL have a backup quarterback that's got a good 20 starts under their belt? Gardner Minshew's not going to be able to handle being beaten out? Okay, what's he going to do? Going to complain to get traded so he can sit on the bench somewhere else? It's just one of these things now with Trevor Lawrence. You found out a couple things. I think if Jag fans have to be excited about anything... It was Tavon Austin, who looks like he still has a pep in his step. It looks like he can be a little bit of a threat. He can be a veteran that you can add to a repertoire in here. It looked like a, if, if I took anything away from it, from a positive side, if I were a Jaguar fan, it'd be what I saw with Tavon Austin. Now, for the thing that was, ooh, baby, Tim Tebow, yikes, yikes. And there's no sugarcoating it. I feel like anytime I talk about Tim, I, I have to refrain and start from the scratch when it comes to him. But Tim Tebow is a good dude. Tim Tebow was a great college quarterback. Tim Tebow is a heck of a nice guy. Tim Tebow is not an NFL football player. He's not. And maybe, maybe five, six years ago, maybe five, six years ago, he could have fit somewhere on a team. But guys in their 30s that have never played a position and you put him at that position, well, he's going to work really hard. That doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, he cares. It, that doesn't matter. Everybody that worked hard and cared, everybody would be a millionaire. Everybody would be a professional athlete. Rudy would have played 20 years for the Packers. It's because you love it and you care doesn't mean you get it. Look at American Idol. When that was at its peak. I'm a really good singer and I really, really want it. Well, the talent doesn't match it. And in this case, Tim Tebow missed a big block. He looked out of place. He just doesn't fit in. 
Well, he just needs more time. This was the Bengals' third string. You're going to tell me after what you saw with Tim Tebow. And nobody wants him to succeed more than me. I think it'd be a great story. Just like I said, if you're rooting against Tim Tebow to make the major leagues, you're a turd. Why would you want to see the guy fail? But there's also some realism in things. If you work really hard and you study for a test and I get, if I'm a teacher and I get the test and your answers are wrong, I'm not going to give you a B because you tried or you really, really wanted an A. Sometimes you fail the test. And if Tim Tebow were taking a test Saturday night, that's an F. Against the against the Bengals' third string? Well, there was a pass met for him, and Devon Austin took it away. Okay, I, I fine. The blocking is the thing that you need to worry about. Well, the goal line, they can use him as a halfback. They can use him as a scat. They can use him as a receiver. There's no place in the NFL for a guy that's going get, to get one snap a game, two snaps a game, that is a third string tight end. Not with a 53-man roster. From what we and look, the next preseason game he may come out and blow it out of the water. But from what we saw in the first preseason game, Tim Tebow is not an NFL quarterback. He's not an NFL tight end. He's not an NFL anything. He's not. And it's not haterade. It's just a fact. Couldn't block. Couldn't. <laughs> couldn't run routes. Couldn't get open. What? What? What else do you want us to say? Well, he needs more chances. Okay, he's going to get two more preseason games. But the thing that you have to remember about all this is that he struggled against the Bengals' third string. He struggled against a defense that half of those guys aren't going to make the team, if not more than half of those guys. The guys that he was struggling to get open against are guys that are going to get cut from the Bengals. The Bengals, one of the five worst teams in the NFL last year. He struggled against them. How's he going to do against starters from Indianapolis? How's he going to do against starters from... (laughs) The Titans. How's he going to do against starters from the Chiefs? How's he going to do against starters from insert whatever team you want? So if you want to, if you want to sit here and say, well, Tim Tebow, look, he, he almost caught a pass against the Bengals third string and he didn't completely embarrass himself. Hey, hang your hat on that one. Go for it. Hang your hat on that one. Just a little more realistic. We'll see it in the second preseason game. He just struggled. So, you know, what did you learn at least through the first preseason game? Learned Trevor Lawrence holds the ball too long. This is at least from the Jaguars' perspective. I learned that Tim Tebow can't block third stringers and couldn't get open against third stringers. Maybe next week will be different. Maybe it will be. He works really hard, though. What did, um, <laughs> was it E.G. Marshall that played Ellen's dad in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? He worked really hard, Grandpa. So do washing machines. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but there you go. That and the Bucks and... You know, the three-game preseason, how is it any different? It, it, it not, That felt like the first preseason weekend. The last preseason game is one where nobody plays, at least under the old format with four preseason games where nobody played. Okay, fine. And now that there's only three, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but there we go nonetheless. All right, I wanted to save the big one here for the end because... I think this is really cool. And what Major League Baseball did um, in Dyersville with Field of Dreams and the Yankees and the White Sox, it was great. It was baseball's finest hour. I thought it was baseball's best look in almost anything that they've done in decades. To me, it was a more memorable night than 90% of the World Series the last two or three decades. 
Jim writes, uh, is a feel-good uh, showing for Major League Baseball. Glad they did it. It was great. So now when things like this happen, you start to hear, you have to have the All-Star game there. You need to have the Home Run Derby there. No, you don't. Okay, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not ruin it. Let's not, let's not cheapen this. Take a step back. There is something I think would be pretty cool there. I'm going to give you that in a minute. And I'm okay with this every year, having classic teams as a part of this. Trotting out the Marlins and the Mariners, I don't think that does you any good. But if you'd have the Red Sox and the Cubs, if you have the Indians and the Red Sox, excuse me, the Guardians, soon to be the Guardians, and the Red Sox, okay, you find some old school teams out there, you bet. You know, the Pirates and the Dodgers, you could, yeah, you could make this really, really neat. If you wanted to have one of those a year out there, yeah, you could do that. The Yankees and the White Sox, it was a big event. One night off, you bet. But we need to have the All-Star game there. We need to have the home run derby there. I got news for you. After about the sixth home run goes in the cornfield, what are you, you going to send somebody out there to get it? What are you going to do? The whole part of the home run derby is the fans get to catch the ball. So, no, no on the home run derby there. No on the All-Star game there. I will give you something you could put there. I think it would be really cool. It's about what? Three and a half is about four hours away. Three and a half, four hours away. College World Series takes place in Omaha, right? Eight teams. I think when you get down to the final two teams, the best two out of three, you could do it there. You bet you could. I think it'd be neat to see the finals of the College World Series there. That's something you could do that could be different. Omaha can host all of it. You know, you got eight teams, double elimination all the way to the end. And then when you get to the final two teams, that best two out of three, you go do it there. Well, you can't fit all the fans there. All right, fine. Then don't do it there. Play it in Omaha. Great. Something If you really want to do something neat with it, that's what you could do. You could have the final, the best of three, best two out of three, for the College World Series there. It's in the summer. Corn's not quite high enough. It's a month ago, and that's another thing, too. Knee-high by July. It's always what I taught, was taught in Indiana growing up. Knee-high by July. You want your corn at least knee-high by July. Well, this is different corn. This is feed corn, you know, for animals as opposed to, you know, the corn you and I eat. So, you know, getting those things six, eight feet tall, you need to get late into July. I... I the only that's gonna only be the rub of it because let's face it, it grows three feet in July and getting it that tall. I heard somebody, well, the major league baseball season should open out in Iowa at the Field of Dreams. You want them to hit into a dead field or a mud field or a dirt field because that's what you'd be doing. The corn's gotta grow, right? I think college world series. I think if college baseball were smart, they'd push their season back a month anyway. So you'd be playing at the end of July. You could do that. You bet you could. Speaking of that, no, this whole thing, we could have this. No, 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 You have one game there. It's just not. Mm. But I did think of some other creative places you could do things. I did for other sports. I'm going to start off with this one first because it's the farthest away. In five years, America will celebrate its 250th birthday. Be 250 years old, right? Also, it'll be the 50th anniversary of the movie Rocky. So in five years, America will be 250 years old. It'll be the 50th anniversary of Rocky. I propose July 4th. I don't even know who at that point will be the heavyweight champion in the world or who, who the big boxing showcase guy will be. But I propose two big fights on the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Had the draft up there, right? Had the NFL draft up there a couple years ago. Five years from now, again, these are tapping into nostalgia and other sports like Field of Dreams did for baseball. Boxing matches. Philadelphia Art Museum, 4th of July, weekend, however you want to do it, Philadelphia Art Museum. So that's boxing, five years in the future. We want to do that one first. Now we come back a scale. Hockey. Hockey already has a, a, a pretty cool thing that they do. 
you know, January 1st outdoors, depending on where they're doing it. I, I thought it was really cool when it was at Wrigley, really neat when it was outdoors. Um, Boston, they just really cool about that. But hockey has one too, a little bit different. Hockey, Lake Placid, New York. The Lake Placid Arena, Miracle on Ice, 1980. Now, I don't know, you, I mean, we just had a 40-year anniversary of that, right? So I, tapping into an anniversary of that would be a little tough. But if hockey wanted to do something, hockey could do that. Lake Placid, New York. So that's hockey's. Um, baseball has its in Field of Dreams. I, I, I don't know what else you can do with baseball in terms of that type of setting. You need a lot of land. You build something from scratch. You could build things that have a scenic background if you have a lay of the land. But baseball has there. So I'm going to leave baseball off to the side. I am going to leave baseball off to the side. College basketball. You can't do it in the NBA. I've got one for the NBA coming up. But college basketball, I would love, I would love to see Duke and UCLA or Kentucky and Duke play a college basketball game. Is it Knightstown, Indiana, where Hoosiers was filmed? NBA courts, way too long, way too wide. College basketball courts, 10 feet longer than a high school court. So 10 feet longer, the NBA is even longer and wider. So, I mean, I you know, watching Kevin Durant or watching LeBron dunk in that gym, it'd be really, really cool. But the court's too small. The three-point line wouldn't work. But I would love You could do college. You bet you could do a college game in there. I just think it would be cool. If you want something for Hoosiers, it's too bad Indiana's not any good in basketball anymore because it'd be really neat if you had Indiana involved, but they're not any good anymore. Um, you know, you could... <laughs> It'd be regional, though. If you had, like, Notre Dame and Indiana play there, it'd be regional. But if you had, again, if you had UCLA and Kentucky or UCLA and Duke, UCLA and Duke play in Knightstown, the gym where Hoosier was filmed, that would be awesome. The NBA, this is cool. Rucker Park, outdoors New York. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. How awesome would it be to see the Knicks take on the Lakers? LeBron James and <laughs> company, right? In New York, you could even have them play Brooklyn. You could have the Lakers play Brooklyn or the Lakers play the Knicks. It'd be really cool if you had the Knicks and Brooklyn play each other at Rucker Park. Where all the legends are made. And the dimensions of it, they're bigger. They're not they're not NBA court regulation, but they're big enough to pull it off. So that's right, Rucker Park. I think that'd be awesome. An NBA game at Rucker Park. Who, baby. That'd be incredible. Incredible. Now, oh, one more. I think it's Grand Oaks. Golf's always trying. And this, is, this is the one that's never going to happen. Grand Oaks Country Club. Is that down in Davie, Florida? Where they filmed Caddyshack? Now, they've done a lot of remodeling down there. So they'd have to remodel a little of it back. But how cool would it be to see <laughs> the U.S. Open? You're the Masters of the Masters, the Open's the Open. It'd have to be the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship. Now, this is where golf's got their nose too high up in the air that they would never, ever do it. But how great would it be to see the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship at Grand Oaks Golf Club down in Davie, Florida, where they filmed Caddyshack? That'd be awesome. Never going to happen. Ever, 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 ever. But nonetheless. Um, the one that's the toughest is football. It is. The one that's tough is the football. And you got kind of one with a Hall of Fame game in Canton. 
but it's not the same. I was going through and looking like football movies and I couldn't really, I mean, you could, they tore the field down where they filmed varsity blues. You could do it where they shot. Remember the Titans, the high school field, but that since been remodeled, you can build a football field from scratch. It wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't. So I was sitting here thinking like, man, where could you do it? Where could you do something for football? I come up with an idea. Remember, we've seen football games, racetracks, Bristol. Um, that was awesome. So I got an idea. And it's going to be tough to do. The dimensions are tight. It would take some maneuverability. Two options for a football game. One is on the White House South Lawn. You know, where Marine One lands, the helicopter lands. The dimensions would be very, very tight. But you could play a football game on the White House South Lawn. Yeah. If you don't want to do it there, fine. There's an entire plaza extended past that. And then there's the Washington Monument that's even past that. There's plenty of land out there. I think it'd be so cool to see the Washington football team. You're not going to get them to take on the Cowboys. There's too much money involved. But I think it'd be great to see Washington in New York, or even better, Washington and Philadelphia as we get closer to our nation's birthday. How great would it be to see Washington and Philadelphia on the 250th birthday of America? Washington and Philadelphia to play a football game on the South Lawn of the White House. Again, you have to play with the dimensions a little bit. If not, then you could move back out to that big patch of land where the Washington Monument is. So those are some things. Those are some ideas. Football just tough. There's no way to land it. There isn't. There's not. And you can go through and find sports movies. They tore down the rock pile where they filmed the natural, the natural. I mean, where major league was filled County stadium. That's gone. The sandlot still exists, but that's too little. You can't baseball has the best one. So boxing, Philadelphia art museum up there on the steps. There you go. Golf, Grand Oaks Golf Club down in Davie where they filmed Caddyshack, have the PGA Championship or U.S. Open. College basketball, Duke, UCLA, Knightstown where they filmed Hoosiers in that high school gym. Um, NBA, Rucker Park would be awesome. Again, the one that's toughest is football, White House, South Lawn, or the Lawn of the Washington Monument. There you go. Those are my ideas. So there you go. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, uh, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpod Sports on all the platforms. And there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, phone with your friends.